0: Hey, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic.
1: And I have the opinions.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season eight. Is it really true? Episode eight?
1: Eight! 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 eight,
0: eight. <laughs> it's we're here babe we're just gonna get right into it
1: first i just will preface this with not only this episode do i promise to have the opinions i will also have the energy for both of us okay
0: are we announcing it
1: live oh no but you sound like trash
0: okay cool yeah does he sound like
1: trash friends i guess
0: i sound like how i look (laughs) <laughs> there's 14 fights in this week's UFC card and even though Derek Lewis is on the card there's no real standouts that being said we'll still watch and see if there's anything that hits us in the heart because that's what I realized we like about fighting babe I was trying to say what does our podcast really stand for it's about fighting that hits you in the heart man
1: what what was Carlo's <laughs> description of holding hands from like season one episode three
0: no i don't know but we got to find it because i'm sure it was you know what i'm talking about no
1: it's in our instagram profile i believe
0: we consistent (laughs) (laughs) no that
1: was our own and and we have been consistent um no i'll find out while you get into your story for the week
0: well because the fights are kind of like whatever for ufc i was trying to figure out what's next for bellator it turns out they have an event this friday november 18th in chicago babe what have you heard about it
1: nothing
0: yeah exactly nothing Bellator I expect so much more from you I say it all the time but I'm using this opportunity to tell you again Patricky Pitbull is fighting Usman Nurmagomedov and Vadim Nemkov is fighting Corey Anderson again uh, so that's happening two title fights on a Friday that probably won't happen until after midnight Eastern Standard Time and will be posted on the showtime, which we pay ten dollars a month for until Tuesday. I'm sure I mentioned this before <laughs> on a podcast, but I have to tell the story again.
1: Wait, are we not paying for it anymore?
0: What, Showtime? Yeah, no, we had. Let me tell the story, babe. <laughs> so one time I was day drinking and bar hopping in Astoria by myself on a Saturday while you were busy doing something else. So I missed the Bellator fight the night prior and drunk tweeted Showtime and Bellator with this. Sh- like literally, I remember the bar I was at. I forget what it's called, but it, it wasn't was a-
1: sweet spot. Uh,
0: no. So I. Oh, dr-
1: yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I drunk tweeted Uh, drunk tweeted them. And with a straight face, they replied to me that the fights take a few days to go on the app right in 2022 we're talking about taking a few days to go live get the heck out of here i was gonna put another word in there but i'm trying to clean it up a little bit
1: that's great (laughs) also um i like that someone can tweet with a straight face i didn't know that yeah
0: oh yeah they did they did (laughs) <laughs> the coolest thing in the lineup for Bellator is that on New Year's Eve, they're having a crossover present uh, event with Japanese MMA promotion Ryzen. So the coolest thing, honestly, about this is just that the poster (laughs) has like samurai-looking stuff, and it looks really cool. But even when you go on the Bellator website, all the other stuff is there, and it's in the carousel, and like sits, and it doesn't even move, even when you click on it and try to do it. And then the one awesome piece of imagery that they have on their entire website stays on for about three-fourths of a second, (laughs) and it just goes through, and you can't get it back until you wait 45 seconds to go through the rest of the carousel. There's also one championship this Friday on Amazon Prime Video at 8 p.m. So basically, my recap this week, because I'm not feeling great, is telling you I may or may not watch organizations I essentially know nothing about. Tune in next week when I tell you about some exciting findings, or I straight up tell you that I ignored them all with a straight face. (laughs) But we're talking about Bellator, Ryzen, one championship. But next week, we have a big... We're doing a little preview right now. We have the big PFL card ooh all the championships our second live championship event second for PFL
1: excellent
0: unless you're in my family and was wondering where I was on New Year's Eve a few years ago in which case this is the first time i am seeing PFL championship
1: ever All right. So thank you. Honestly, we've talked shit about Bellator before, but maybe they'll hear it now that that was an official story from you.
0: Maybe they'll hear it because last week's episode just got posted today. So, whatever. So it's irrelevant because of time. But last week's episode just got posted on YouTube.
1: Oh, on YouTube.
0: And this one's going to be posted on YouTube even earlier. So maybe Bellator will hear.
1: Oh my, so before I get to my story of the week, I just wanted to circle back Uh to uh, Giancarlo's description of holding hands from right at the beginning of this little venture, and he called it a podcast about fighting with nothing but love. Did you say that, or did I say that? Something like that. Okay. I think it was was like you you took Giancarlo's words and changed it a little bit, so I didn't know you copied.
0: Because... Every time I'm with Carlo, I'm usually drunk, and then
1: <laughs> I don't know thunder. And then I forget. I don't know thunder. Yeah, tell I, me. You, you, nobody, no,
0: nobody knows what you're talking about. You keep moving on.
1: All right, here's my story this week. We're on YouTube now. We're huge. We're we're we have huge. eight subscribers. So, I wanted to tell you a little bit about um, how to become an MMA referee. So sometimes an, an MMA fight or an MMA card will make fans and MMA media happy with their calls. However, more often than not, you only hear about MMA referees when they make what other people deem to be a mistake or a bad call. Sadly, And honestly, this is also true for holding hands and throwing fists. Um, There are a few popular referees who you hear about and you see in all the major promotions. And while I would like to do a deep dive on those few eventually, I wanted to take a step back this week and not focus on a specific person or few people and instead share how one becomes an MMA referee. Do tell. I will. So, babe, in order to become an MMA referee, you have to obtain a license. This license can be obtained from either the, a public commission or a private course. Once someone completes the necessary coursework and practical work, such as shadowing a real ref, they can apply for and buy their license for $100.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a government license. How much do you expect it to be? price prohibitive, get out of here. I don't know. You want it to be $10,000 to be a referee?
1: Then you ain't gonna have no referees, man. Alright, I don't know. It, it felt, this. it all felt a little too easy. So let me give a little bit more detail from the most popular private course, which is called Command, and it is a course that is run by and like through Big John McCarthy. Since this course is the most well-known, I'll give you as fast as I can, a rundown of how it works. So for command, the first component of the course is knowledge. Command requires that wannabe refs learn, memorize, and are able to speak intelligently about 115, 115, excuse me, MMA terms. After someone can demonstrate this knowledge in conversations with their instructors, the next part of the command course is knowing what is expected and what is logical. For example, future refs have to demonstrate knowledge of the rules, including what is illegal, which you all could do because you heard me speak about it a few episodes ago. Lastly, MMA refs are referees, not judges however they have to understand how a fight is scored as well as take away necessary points within a fight as it's going on
0: seems like people don't get enough training in that if i was being
1: honest <laughs> Truthfully, it doesn't seem like much because this is, this coursework for command is private and it is the most expensive. So one would assume that most people don't take that. They take an easier course with less work. Um, and then after they take whatever course they take, pay their $100 and get their license, then referees have to start on the state or regional scenes and most referees Obviously don't make it to major promotions because as I said, we all know the same like five that we see all over the promotions. Along with that, refs get paid shit, so there really isn't much incentive to becoming a referee, despite how easy it is. This is probably why most retired fighters don't go into this as a second career, because while they may be some of the most knowledgeable people, they can't make a living off of it. And just for reference, and a few seasons ago, or a season or two ago we mentioned this but a ufc might make up to $10,000 per night when the fight is on a pay-per-view card however those regional refs where most people start and stay forever only make about $250 a night. And think about how long a fight card can be. Like let's say 5 hours. 5 hours and you're getting paid 250 bucks. Do the math, babe. What's your hourly rate? I'm not
0: feeling good. What is that 50 bucks?
1: 5 Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 50 bucks an hour to give up your Saturday night and that's before <laughs> taxes and you have no choice but to wear all black? I don't think so. So I really enjoyed learning this very clear and straightforward information and I am hating on the all black attire but I think this is another possible job to add to my retirement options.
0: Do you think that you would be a referee for real?
1: Well, yes, First of all. Okay. Second, I didn't mention it here because I was trying to keep it short since you're feeling under the weather. But along with the measly pay that these referees get, women still get paid substantially less than what the male referees get paid. So,
0: okay, I'm just going to keep quiet and keep moving on. That's
1: what... a great idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got the Hold the Hands, Dope Fist Classic Rundown. Wee <laughs> Good guy alert. Mike Jeramello, John Danher's first black belt, is on the podcast scene right now. Mike is, of course, my jujitsu coach and um, one of the head coaches at Hensel Gracie Academy, and he is uh, the head or leader of the happy poll project which i talk about all the time on the podcast please follow the happy Pill project on instagram TikTok, youtube all the above
1: don't even mind following them check out their merch it's freaking awesome
0: that's true um so mike again is john's first black belt he's on the podcast scene kind of spreading the love and the um Uh, just the Happy Pill Project in general. And he's been on two podcasts this week, specifically the Toto BJJ podcast, number 41. This one's on YouTube. And also the BJJ Dummies podcast with Mike Jaramillo. J-A-R-A-M-I-L-L-O. So if you're looking for a good podcast to pass some time this week, uh, listen to either one or both of those. They're really great. And he's got an excellent story. And it's a really positive, um, you know, positive project
1: definite good guy alert this week we will give you the MMA boo-boo 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 but it's not quite the traditional MMA boo-boo in Saturday's UFC card Michael Chandler's nose was bleeding profusely and he was blowing the blood from his boo-boo all over Dustin Poirier what did you think about that babe
0: I mean uh, I, I don't know I don't know what to make of it I actually want to rewatch that fight tonight
1: okay we could do that after I th- oh.
0: like I think when if your nose is busted and someone's trying to kick your ass even more and I think anything's pretty much game
1: interesting oh. um Along with that, Michael Chandler was trying to get some MMA boo-boos on Poirier with some punches to the back of the head, which I was not having. No, you were not. And last but not least, which I don't think we saw during the fight. We only heard Dustin talk about it after and then saw the replay. He was fish hooking Dustin, that dirty son of a bitch.
0: That's awful. (laughs) Can you just tell
1: the people what fish hooking is?
0: Fish hooking is when you stick your finger in the person's mouth and kind of yank on uh, the, the side of their, whatever, lip or cheek. But even better than that was when the guy who Dan Hooker was fighting was trying to enter the legs with no success whatsoever, Dan Hooker ever so lightly and ever so passionately <laughs> did an oil check to the guy, and it, the ref didn't say it anything i don't and it wasn't like a real bad oil no but, but his finger
1: was devin in his butt
0: and then i pointed it out to you and you you were pretty uh you were pretty happy to see it live
1: i couldn't believe it yeah. so i'm just realizing now billy alexander you're always the biggest fan of mma boo-boos and now you got fish hooking you gotta go see that if you didn't
0: yeah so next time i see billy alexander i'm gonna check his oil and fish hook him sick bro you take over the next one. MMA fashion, Megan O'Leary always looks fantastic, woo, but woo, she looked woo. even more fantastic for UFC 281 in my, New York oh and MSG. You got to bust out the MMA fashion when you're in New York. So she was wearing her like blue sateen suit with dress. Looked gorgeous, as always. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, interviewing Israel bender who after his fight, after his loss, still went up and faced all the media, and it was uh, an awesome thing. It was like one of those times. Uh, and uh, did you
1: see that he was on Ariel uh, after the loss? I did. Right before I got home today, I was up. I to heard, Izzy. It. It, it, um, it, heard it. It was him? good.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he was basically like he said the the some of the famous like. Press post-fight press conferences after losses were of course Dominic Cruz's which was my favorite when he mm-hmm. lost to Cody Garbrandt and Israel's favorite he kept coming back to that when he's like that's the one that like you you. It's how you handle a loss mm-hmm. and also of course Connor after he lost to Nate Diaz that was like the first uh uh, the first real law post-fight press conference loss for someone where they came out and everyone's like, "Wow, it's amazing." So Israel did that, but he wore this incredible Chewbacca-looking shearling or fur coat, and I w- still want to buy <laughs> the arrivals Kalamega oh, pink jacket, babe. This is Israel's.
1: Let's see. Wowie, wowie.
0: Pretty nice, right? Pretty
1: nice. He may have lost the fight, but he won that coat
0: and I'm going to post on our Instagram the arrivals Calamago pink coat and I need you guys to reach out to us and let Anna know that I should be allowed to get it
1: (laughs) all right next you know it is called the holding hands and throwing fists classics rundown but we're just fucking churning out our ideas over here in brick park like it's never ending the creativity and we just came up with a new segment for this week MMA beatdowns. Let's go. I'm not gonna explain them in detail, but I'm gonna tell you who got beat down and who did it. Aaron Blanchfield beat down Molly McCann, first round submission win. Ryan Spann beat down Dominic Reyes, first round knockout win. Hoinato Moicano beat down Brad Riddell, he got a first round submission. Dan Hooker beat down Claudio Puyas. Yep. It took two and a half rounds to pick Claudio apart, and then he won by TKO. Chris Gutierrez sadly beat down Frankie Edgar. It was a first round knockout. Move on. Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler beat each other down. And Dustin won with a round three submission. So keep your cheating to yourself, Chandler. Chandler the cheater. And now I can never root for you again. Whaley Zhang beat down Carla Esparza and won the belt with a round two submission. It was a wild night of beatdowns. And it was not a good card for Artemis to be watching, but you got to learn.
0: Oh my God. Um, oh yeah I forgot talking about Artemis I skipped over in MMA fashion that Carolina Kovalkevich had these really nice really slick uh, braids done to her hair and I think they were like in the shape of an X kind of and Artemis as Carolina was waiting for the fight to start was like I like her hair so yep. a five year old little girl was
1: impressed by MMA fashion Def makes MMA fashion
0: also since we're just doing the MMA uh, or the Holy Hands of Throwing Fist Classics Rundown did you see this, babe? That I posted on Twitter, that Kevin Holland. Holland. No, it's because someone asked Kevin Holland about Hamza. Oh. What, <laughs> what happens if Hamza and Colby fight? And he said that he's pulling for both of them to win. No, he did not. Is Kevin Holland listening to holding hands and throwing
1: fists? He is your BFF. You I, have the same tattoo as him. No, Scorpio's for life. Wow. Okay. We're going to get Jared Gordon and Kevin Holland on the show.
0: And then we are going to finish the Holy Hands of class Classics Rundown with We Like You. Bruce Buffer. We, we Like, like you. you. Sal, We, we Like, like you. you. Put the two together and you get this awesome audio birthday gift.
1: Hey, George, big cheers and no fears and happy birthdays. Bruce Buffer, the voice of the Octagon. Take care, of my friend. Thanks.
0: That's right, everybody. Here in my arms right now, I have a signed bottle of Bruce Buffer's very own Puncher's Chance bourbon.
1: Incredible. And real birthday wishes from Buffy Bear himself.
0: Buffy Bear. What a mensch. Babe, you got anything else to tell the people since you carried the show already
1: enough? No, I didn't carry it, babe. We're in this together.
0: That's right. This episode is brought to you by Anthony Rumpel Johnson. Rest in peace. You're gone much too soon.